Hello and welcome back to Talk To Me Mofo. Now, the last time we met, I did not introduce myself. I was so excited about the show, but I actually was debating on how to introduce myself. So let me give you a background story. I have been doing this blog, vlog, podcast, digital radio, online personality I've been doing it for quite a while, okay? So I've been doing it usually as a hobby, uh, not really eh, not really taking it overly seriously. But now that we're getting on in this era where communication has been limited face-to-face, I decided to go ahead and jump on board and do this. So uh, like I said, I've been doing this for quite a while, and things have been very different Uh, as of late, but because of a situation that I've had recently, I've literally, all my podcast, all of my digital files and everything, I've had to get rid of them and toss them, toss them away into that digital garbage that supposedly never disappears, but yet you can never find. It just goes bye-bye. I don't know where it goes. But anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and keep using uh, the name that I used to use when I went... Uh, before this fiasco, and I will, I'll talk about it if y'all want me to, and it's just a situation. So anyways, I wanted to keep doing what I love to do. I love to podcast. I love to help people. I just, I, I did radio a long time ago, and I do mean a long time ago, uh, and I loved it, and you know, the, the person that had up that department that I was a part of that radio station, which is a hip hop radio station here in the area. He is still uh, the top radio station in the area. He's, I mean, he's really good. And I always uh, seek him out for advice. And he's like, man, that bug never left you. I said, no, the radio bug stuck with me a bit. You know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, however you want to call it. So I am still at it. Um, I did digital radio with, it's called B97 with Earthman, and that was awesome. I loved it. Um, I got offered the job at that first place I told you at the local radio station. I absolutely loved it. And every time I went on, people were like, we can tell that you're smiling. And it's like, okay. It's like, I didn't know you could actually hear a, a person smile. So it, it, it's true. It's very, very, very true. You can hear a person smile. So I was like, you know what? I loved it then. Then I did the digital radio, did the vlogging before that. It means I've, I've done every, and I just, I love it. So I'm not gonna like the old song, ain't nobody gonna hold me down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. T- show, totally showing my name. <laughs> totally showing my age. Okay. So anyways, uh, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. I'll give you guys a little info on that. So, but I decided to make my show about helping others and just talking, uh, just random topics. It could be, it could be themed that day. Uh, I'll let y'all know ahead of time. So I'm just trying to kick things off, trying to get the show off the ground. So my name is Jojo. How are you doing? <music> So talking, chit-chatting, venting, bitching, anonymously writing, whatever you want to call it, I decided to take that on with vengeance. And you, I've, I've off and on, like I usually talked about my life in the last podcast I was in, and I use my life as a reference because obviously you, you live off your experiences. And I'm not a trained professional in psychology or this and that, but I'm just an average person living an average life with crazy people on the side, which is average, right? Uh, but I feel that my drive to connect to people is what makes me 
I guess my own superhero, I guess, so to speak. It's my superpower. So my goal is just to simply do that to help others. So I'm going to touch base um, and I'm going to use snippets from an offhanded interview I had with a couple of people and you're going to hear them in and out. You're going to hear snippets of it. And uh, it's going to be touching base on something that's uh, near and dear to me. It's about uh, online teaching and teaching 2020. It's just crazy. So we will get into that later. But for now, uh, like, like I said, I am not a trained professional. You want to hear my advice? You want to take my advice? Feel free. Uh, I decided that I do want to co-host, but not in the conventional way. If I do end up finding someone I click with, I want to do it. My best friend is one of the people I interviewed, and she is an educator. And we had, I mean, we're obviously best friends, right? So it is a total hoot talking to her. And I just recorded this whole session. I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep recording, and I'll use snippets of it later on. So the editing is what takes forever. So themed or not themed, giving letters and stuff, but always remember that you guys can reach out to me at my Gmail here at Anchor as well. Remember that you can leave voice messages if you are on a, um, a mobile app, and it's you literally can leave, it's like leaving a voicemail, okay? So uh, please feel free to do that, and as well, I need to get a number where y'all can reach me, but for now, please feel free to reach out to me at my Gmail address, and it's talk to me, mofo. Uh, at gmail.com. That's literally all together. Talk to me, mofo, M-O-F-O at the end, at gmail.com. So first theme uh, of the night uh, is, like I said, teaching 2020. And it has been a fiasco, a new era. Some people described it as great and new inventions coming out, uh, a turn of evolution for education. And some people feel like it's babysitting in the form of education. So obviously there's different aspects, positive, negative, parents view, teachers view, admins view. And it's just, a, it's a crazy situation. So let's get into some of the topics and you guys tell me what you think. Remember, you can always drop me a line here at Anchor. to take away from any official writing or organization or anything like that. So I took to finding uh, random letters posted up, uh, and I'm going to give credit to the company, of course, and it's Reddit. Uh, a lot of people refer to this place as something just for people who post things about themselves. It's like a, an official blog if you've never heard of Reddit before. You hear verified stuff, you hear gossip, you hear you hear all kinds of stuff. So uh, like I said, online teaching 2020 has different aspects of it. So I'm reading you a letter and it says, this is how it is titled. It is posted by you satanic doge about <laughs> 18 days ago and today, just so you guys know, it is November 29th um, and uh, 2020. And this, this is crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to just start reading. It says it's titled at the beginning. It says, I'm on the verge of quitting my position and leaving the profession altogether because I am so fucking stressed, okay? So obviously you can see the, the, the topics can be random and it is going to be flat out whatever you write to me. So if you ever feel free to write a letter straight to me at talktomemofo at gmail.com, remember your anonymity is 
Uh, my priority, if you don't want to be anonymous, feel free. You can name names uh, or you can make up names like I said. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the letter and I'm going to give you the lowdown on the situation. Okay, it says, I took a maternity leave position that gave me a not so good gut feeling because I was desperate for a job. Wife is unemployed and we have no health insurance. As I was researching the school and position, it became very clear to me that under normal circumstances, this is not a school I'd want to work in. The principal's master's degree is from Liberty University. First major red flag there. The administration is on all white men overseeing a majority of POC student body. Okay. I've never seen so many armed cops in a school when we are in hybrid sessions. It is crazy. I can just imagine poor guy. The VP literally reads and comments on everyone's lesson plans. I try to figure out these bullshit SGOs. And they might as well be written in Mongolian, okay? The t-shirt I wore with ACLU, just those letters that are legible, on it got me in hot water with the VP because it was potentially indoctrinating. Yeah, sure, okay. And I die a little inside every time I get an email asking for volunteers to chaperone the fucking football games. Like, where are your priorities? Tension headaches abound and my chest is perpetually tight. I feel like for the second time in my career, I've become a part of a school to prison pipeline. Two of the three students I've written up this week for cutting class, quote unquote, weren't there because they had unstable and unreliable internet access. In other words, I wrote them up for the crime of being poor and attending a public school. Okay, so why haven't I quit already? First, because I need a damn job. I have no health insurance, maternity leave positions don't offer it, and have currently unmedicated, untreated depression and anxiety issues. Second, because if I do, I will probably never work as a teacher again. See, this won't be the first job I would have to quit because of the overwhelming stress and the effect it has on my health. I quit my first teaching job, which was sixth grade, five months in because I was having panic attacks. It took me then four years to re-enter the classroom as a high school teacher, and I loved my second job also high school, but I got the wrong side of the principal and was not rehired for the 2019-2020 year. Now, I'm where I am now. Finally, I haven't quit because I'd feel like a quitter. I want to see this through and continue teaching in 2021. Capitalism programmed me to believe that I have to be working all the time and that the mental anguish I feel is just a part of the process. I also look around me and the other at the other teachers who have children, the admin who have children, etc., and I feel like a weakling in comparison. They all have it so much harder than I do, yet I don't see them suffering like I am. I'm even in the best physical health I've been in since I start the start of the pandemic. Regular exercise and good eating have kept me going, yet here I am. It's sick that I feel that I'm failing myself and my wife more than I feel like I'm failing my students if I leave. A huge part of me thinks they'd be better off without school in general, but that's another story. I should have trusted my gut instinct that was telling me to run from this school when they offered me the job, but alas, that's too late. I'm in too deep and am drowning fast, and my entire life as a teacher is hanging by a thread. Sometimes I'd wish I'd catch COVID, then I'd have an excuse not to go back. I can't take this for much longer. Yeah, it's... It is crazy. And people are like, well, what's the big deal? You're teaching from home or you're teaching smaller classes. You know, you always get uh, what people have been calling the Karens um, of the day and age. And I 
And then you get those people understanding the stress, and it is stressful, okay? Because this guy, as it is, is naturally anxious. You can you can tell by the letter. And what I would tell this guy is, oh, am I going to tell him to suck it up? I would never tell someone to do that. He is overly anxious. He needs to find a way to make this work. Now, I have always... Um, dealt with children that are part of a low economic area and you got to use what they have around them to motivate them like getting their interest find out what they like and it is probably out of this guy's comfort zone like I, but the good thing is he keeps pointing out that he's not a quitter the anxiety level is always at a high especially if personal issues are in there so the the hovering we need to have insurance i need to have a job i need to make money or we'll not have money and then we won't be able to live in our home you know all those things and i personally think for this guy and it's uh, it says you satanic doge um i think most of your anxiety issues come from the stress of making sure you're surviving and I, all I can say is that there's some things that you can't control. And it, it's, it's, it's simple, but it's very difficult at the same time. So just hear me out here. So it is a constant run in your head. Like I live with major anxiety. I live with major depression, but that's been most of my life and people have never known it. Why? Because for the most part, I, and this is not healthy, I've boxed things up, put them away. I'm very good at compartmentalizing my life. But as of late, I've been on a, can I fix it? Can I change it? Is it within my power to change this? If it's not, I either accept it or I step away. Okay? So I'm going to accept it and then do with what I can. Okay, I'm going to work. If I can't change it, I have to accept it. And if I can't change it, I can also walk away. But if you can change it, and you are in control of yourself every day, buddy. So I, I totally get your stress. I mean, I totally get it. And I know the red flags came up. But like you said, you're desperate for a job. You need to have this. Understandable. You sometimes have to use what you have to get what you want. Okay, so work with yourself. What is your strong point? What is your strong suit? What do you excel at? For myself, I'm able to get at the kids' levels, understand them. I don't judge them prior. I don't judge them prior. Whatever happened literally right outside the door, as soon as they walk into my room, they are in a clean slate every single day. So find what works for you. What is your strong point as an educator? You obviously care to make a difference in kids' lives, so use that for yourself. And it's going to be small steps. It's going to be a headache most of the day. But if you don't think of it as, I have to make it, don't even think of it as the day, buddy. Don't think of it as the day. Think of it moment by moment. And that's it. Class period by class period. So just trust me. It is a headache. It is hard. Like you said, you have, you have your, your needs. I need to keep this job because I need to have this. And start looking for another job right now. And it may depend, it depends on your area, you know, but look for something that is in your level. If it means sadly a pay cut and you have to really tighten the purse strings, your sanity and is way, is, is worth it. Is it's not, it's not worth it to lose it. Okay. So your sanity is priceless. Okay. So you need to make sure you find a job that is okay. I can do this. Not red flag. Obviously, in desperation, you did what you had to do. You got to live it through the year. But start looking for a job right now, you know, because mid-year, like you, people find jobs that are like, I just can't do this anymore. And they leave their position, especially now 
But think about also your strong suits. Are you good at technology? Are you good at helping others with it? Because technology is not a big issue. Figure it out, like find what you're really good at within the teaching field. Use that to your advantage. If you're really good at teching and you're like, hey, I know how to do this, use that. Kids are so attracted to that. If you don't have the technology available, then find things that are modernized for these kids because they are visually visually distracted. They are all about the screen time, all about, and the sad thing, ironic, sad, weird, unusual, is that now that they have to be in front of that screen, because of what it is, which is learning, they shut it off. Okay? They, they do. They really do. So find that thing about yourself that your friends, your family, your close ones, like people that just like, oh my God, you're this, like, what draws other people to you? You have something about yourself that draws people to you in some way, shape, or form, or something you're just really good at. Use that little bit of yourself, exploit it into your your teaching, so that you can at least live through your day by day in that room. So that's just, that's my little tidbit advice for that. Yeah, it's, it, it is a crazy world when it, it comes to that point. And like I said, um, now that I've used that other person's, I mean, that's how that, it's just a constant anxiety. And for me right now, I have gone from 100% remote um, teaching to now we, we're going to start face-to-face. Other teachers at my, at my campus have started face-to-face teaching. But since I'm one of the tech people on my campus, I've... All I've been responsible for is making sure that everything is running smoothly for them. So I've done everything remote, asynchronous, where they can do it on their own time, okay? But I'm telling you right now, teaching them in person, making sure they're in, <laughs> they're entertained. Yeah, that's what we are. We're fucking running um, a carnival or a, <laughs> a zoo. I mean, it feels crazy. Sometimes it feels like you're you're the frontliner on a show like they paid to get in. It's it's crazy. And it, that's what it is. We're literally entertaining kids and keeping their attention because attention spans have decreased immensely because of technological age. You know, it just, you have to be entertaining. So, you know, my field is a fine arts field, so it's a lot different. But I've recently gotten my schedule for face-to-face and I was, you know, touching base with several educators, don't you think this is a bit much? Because I was like, okay, first of all, I'm teaching all day. I get several class. I literally teach how many classes? About 26 classes. That sounds like a <laughs> And it's a constant run. It's a constant run, 30 minutes cycles, 30 minute cycles. So th- that's regular teaching, okay? My class, and I meet them twice in a week. I will see them twice live in person in front of me while at the same time using remote teaching. So it's like there's kids in my room and I'm going to be teaching kids online. It is, it is crazy. It's going to be, it's going to be a horror one of things. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. But then to add that up, I have morning sessions to go in and watch kids for whatever it is, morning duty. Then I've got lunch duty and two classes and then I have my lunch time and then I have after school duty every single day and that has nothing to do with the technological aspect in which I help campus. So it is a whirlwind, it is a headache, it is it's already it's already stressing me out and it is Thanksgiving break had just passed and 
I know I'm going to be counting down the three weeks till I get on vacay again. It is stressful, you know, and considering that I am not a testing field for state bent, uh, state testing, it's, it's still stressful because I have to find something that will not overwhelm me because I have to find a way to get this lesson across to those kids online as well. And it's, it's the constant excuse, oh, well, you know, it's so late already in the first semester and parents are saying, I can't connect, I can't do this. And it's just like, okay, we're already really into the year. We're still playing that card. And then you get, well, why does my student, why are they, what is my child failing? I'm like, have they finished turning in the assignments? Well, where are they? I'm like, really? You can turn in your assignments for your regular core class, but for your fine arts class, you can't. It's the same process. I mean, it is crazy. But then again, you also get parents and teachers on the opposite spectrum. You know, obviously I'm working hard, making sure these kids are learning what they got to do. But you got those teachers that are just lazy, just getting by, like whatever, hurry up and do it. You know, there's like no care. They're just doing it for a paycheck. Oh my gosh. And a lot of those teachers are either close to retirement or a second career educators because they're like, well, I want to get the summers off. So there's those teachers, believe it or not, they are. I mean, I'm not going to say we teachers are perfect, okay, because we're not by far. But there's a lot of us that try our best to get these kids going, okay, because we understand how anxious they are. We understand that they survive on socializing and and getting near people, and they can't right now. So that's frustrating. But then, like I said, you get those lazy teachers or those jerk teachers that are just a-holes the whole time. And then you get those parents, like I said, that are complaining, whining, saying this. There's nothing. You could give a picture-perfect class, give assignments well-explained, and they'll always find something to complain about. Yeah, and they don't hold their kids accountable. But then, thankfully for me, you get those parents that are like, we understand how much stress you're under. What you're doing is, is amazing. Thank you. Oh, oh, my gosh. Those are just, like, amazing. So it's, it's crazy guys. So if you know, if your child is in, is taking, if you have a child and they're at home and they're doing their class, it is stressful. And I understand you don't want them to get sick. Absolutely. Remember it is your choice. If it is stressing you out, send them to school. We as teachers that choose to go back, hopefully with your precautions, depending on your district, hopefully everybody's taking their precautions. We'd rather take, teach face to face, like kid being there in front of me. Because you can help them out. You can see their body language. It's just it's just one of those things. We chose to do that profession. And yeah, we're kind of babysitters. But that we're not only babysitters. We are here to educate. We obviously have to work on their attitude. We have to work on their behavior, on their focus. We do a lot of things at once. And a lot of parents have come to realize that, oh my God, I know how your teachers do it. But then in the same token, like I said, you get both sides, right? You get parents saying, well, why are we even paying teachers? Shouldn't I be getting paid? Can I get my money back in regards to taxes because I'm doing the teaching? Are you really doing the teaching? Are you really? Are you preparing the lesson plans? Are you modifying so that every child that needs certain help and aids and modifications are reaching them? No. Are you in front of uh, several kids at the same time? Because remember, you're just thinking about your kid. Think about several kids like yours. They said, well, they just don't sit still. He doesn't pay attention. Yeah, imagine at least five of those in each class. Yeah, some of them online, some of them not online. You know, take those factors. But in the end, my opinion in regards to this crazy time, it's an opportunity to get your technology um, know-how. Uh, like, get it done. Get it underfoot. Get it, get it resolved. Know your field. 
Unfortunately for some of us, um, technology is not our friend. For some of us, we love it. We like to find out what's new. What can we do? What does this do? Remember your computer can always press undo. Nothing is forever when you haven't saved it. So you're good to go. Please, please understand that. But parents, teachers, administrators, we all have to work together, guys. It's, it's a pain in the ass. It's different. We're all new to it. You can't expect someone to completely change. I mean, some of you are having a heart attack, how things have changed at your regular job, regular nine to five job, business job, uh, medical job, whatever job you're in. As a teacher goes through the same thing. And that's because they don't, they also may have kids at home, which when they have to go home, it doesn't end just like you. Well, I finished work and I have to go home and then help my child with their work. Yeah, that's what we do too. That's what we do too. And we have to make sure that your child is educated. So let's work together, guys. Don't go crazy. Okay. So just work. Just work with me here. Good gosh. Okay, so that is the first thing I wanted to touch base on in regards to topics. And like I said, uh, I'm getting feed and stuff like that from interviews. Like I told you, I've interviewed my best friend in regards to education. I'm going to be going through that feed soon because I need to do some editing with it. And that's what the show is about. Like this one right now is focused on teaching 2020. So right now it's season one, episode one, and it's going to be teaching 2020 as a topic. So right now, if you ever feel like venting, whether as a parent, as an outsider, as an educator, as an administrator, as a janitor, as a freaking whatever it is, a clerk, whatever you do, and you have an opinion about this, about teaching 2020, online teaching, remote teaching, send it to me. Anonymity is my highest priority. If you don't want to be anonymous, you want to vent it, just let me know that on the letter. And remember, you can email me, talk to me, mofo at gmail.com. Feel free. You can, I'm going to read it word for word. So if you curse, your curse. If you don't, good for you. I mean, whatever restraint you want to do. But remember, it's all about honesty and communicating. And that's what I want the show. I want people to say, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. You know, I want you to have that feeling when you listen to this podcast. So talk to me, vent, talk, chat, ask. We're here for each other. Let's communicate. I would like to keep it positive because remember in the end, we all have to work. We all live here together. And there's only one race, and that's the human race, and we just, we all got to get along. You know, we all got to get along. We're all together. No matter what political standing you have, no matter what color of skin you have, no matter what mentality you have, if you have anxiety issues, you don't. If you have a positive vibe for everything, if you're a Debbie Downer, if you're a Karen, you know what? We all got to work together. So if we find a point where we can, you know, let's go with that. So anyways, this is your girl JoJo signing out with Talk To Me. So talk to me, motherfucker. Talk to me. That's why I call it Talk To Me Mofo. Oh, I just wanted to kick off, guys. Remember, we're all in it together. Once again, we're all in it together. And remember to smile. It looks good on you. And we will catch you at the next podcast. Remember, send me your, your thoughts. Talk to me, mofo at gmail.com. <laughs>